This week's two-parter is an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or if there are youngsters listening, you can skip these and there'll be new stories for you next week. You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. And today's story is the second and final part of Galician Sled by Crimson Ruari, which will be read for you by the author himself. Crimson writes software for a living and stories for fun. When not writing, he can often be found in the kitchen, the shop, or the dojo. He has short stories in Heat 14 and Claw 1, and you can find more of his stories on his Sofuri page. Last time, Philippe the sled dog danced while Sibella the Galician piper played, and then they met up for a walk between the stars and the snow. Please enjoy Galician Sled, written and read for you by Crimson Ruari. The morning brought with it perfect weather. They'd had a light snowfall overnight, giving them just a couple inches of light, powdery snow over otherwise well-packed trails. The sky was clear, and the temperature was crisply well below freezing. For Philippe and the rest of the team, it couldn't have been much better. For the folks attending and participating in the demonstration, their experience would probably vary based on how good their coats were, natural or otherwise. Philippe and the two wheel dogs, Charles and Tim hauled the sled into the makeshift starting chute for the demo and started laying out the rigging while Hella and Jane led the rest of the team through some warm-up cardio and stretching. It was good for their muscles, and the workout helped the team get their metabolisms going before they started racing. With their winter coats in, it kept them from getting cold before they were out on the trail. In Philippe's experience, the audience at demos usually didn't mind watching a bunch of minimally clad sled dogs working out in the snow, either. Philippe had a windbreaker on himself... As the driver, he still got plenty of a workout, but not quite as much as the dogs on the tow line. The heavy work done, Charles and Tim took the harnesses from the kit in the sled and joined the rest of the team, leaving Philippe to set up the sled and the rest of the rigging. As driver, that typically fell to him, along with the rest of the event day admin work. He had just finished talking with the marshal about the course for the day's demo schedule and the list of sled riders. It was one of Philippe's favorite parts of sledding demonstrations, getting to take folks out and show them what it was like to be on the sled with nothing but the sound of his fellow dogs running quietly and the hiss of the sled through the snow. It was such a change of pace from so much of the rest of the world. They'd started the day early, taking their first riders out around eight, and ran nearly all day, with only a short break for lunch. The team didn't mind. Demos were fun, and they ran harder than that during races. Most riders sat in the basket, which was an easy choice, but a few of the more adventurous ones would stand up on the runners with Philippe. That was a lot more work on him, having to compensate for the way they reacted to the sled less skillfully, and sometimes flat out wrong, but the trail wasn't too challenging, and everyone who did it was beaming afterwards. They were prepping for their last run of the day when Sabella walked up. Philippe grinned at her. Hey there, come to see us off? She shot her own grin back and shook her head. Hardly. I'm here to ride. Oh, well, we're prepping for our last run. Let me check and see if they're okay with you coming along. She snorted. You haven't looked at the name yet, have you? He shook his head. Nah, is it you? She nodded. Oh, well then, welcome aboard. How do you want to ride? She gave him a look that he couldn't quite parse. How long do you go for? Philippe paused and cocked his head. He had a hint of parsing that look now. I... Er, our run usually lasts half an hour. Can you go for longer? Uh, let me check with the team. 
He raised his voice and projected towards the team. You guys up for a longer run? There was a chorus of affirmative barks. Jane unhooked her tug line and walked over. Oh yeah, what you looking at? She nodded at Sabella with a grin. Oh, looking to ride our boy longer. Sabella smirked and Philippe coughed. I, uh, wasn't there a fork we'd been skipping? I thought I saw a longer loop on the map. Jane wagged her tail and slapped his shoulder. Yeah, if I recall correctly, we could about double our run. Trail's not prepared, and even if it was, it'd be a bit more technical. But that's fine, the team's up for a challenge. She turned to Sabella. You riding in the basket or standing? I was thinking of standing. Jane nodded. Well, then be extra sure to follow Big D's lead here when we get into the dodgy bits. She leaned in conspiratorially. You know, just push back and follow his hips. Sabella flicked her ears back, but recovered herself quickly and grinned. Oh, is that so? You tell all your riders that. Just the cute ones. Jane smirked at them both. Don't have too much fun. I need your mind on the trail. If the thing goes over because you two distract each other, I'm not going to stop the sled. With that, she made her way back to the front of the team, having a short conference with each pair of dogs on the line. Hella shot Philippe and Sabella a smirk over her shoulder. Sabella shook her head. So, uh, I guess I'll take it standing up. Philippe coughed, and she poked him in the belly. Hey now, keep your mind out of the gutter. For now. She winked and turned to the sled. So, what do I have to do? Sabella was a sharp listener, and it didn't take her long to get the feel for riding in the sled. She stood in front of him on the runners, with her paws on the bar, just inside his. When they turned a corner or cleared a bump, they'd jostle each other, and Philippe was very aware of just how little his loincloth covered and just how good it felt when he bumped into her or she pressed back into him, which he thought she did quite a bit more than she strictly had to. Not that he complained. The team chatted as they ran, familiar with the trail and not needing to think about it too much. Philippe and Sabella mostly passed the time observing the landscape as it slipped past, pointing out a nice view or an interesting structure or terrain feature before it slipped by. Once they hit the alternate trail, they fell into silence, the team switching smartly to the serious business of breaking unfamiliar trail, while Philippe focused on driving the sled and Sabella on reading his movements. She was very good at it, and Philippe found he enjoyed that at least as much as the physical aspect of having her pressed against him. He couldn't think of very many better ways to spend time. Philippe and Sabella sat with the team at dinner, but the other dogs gave them some space, chatting with each other about the trail, the weather, and whatever else came to mind. They seemed to be making a conscious effort to let Philippe and Sabella have more opportunity to chat with each other, while not leaving them out entirely. Philippe appreciated it. Sabella, for her part, seemed to be enjoying the way conversations flowed in and out of one another. Every other member of the team seemed to feel it necessary to make meaningful eye contact with Philippe at some point during the meal, usually accompanied by a smirk and playfully perked ears, but if Sabella noticed, she didn't comment on it. Philippe suspected that she was perfectly aware of it. The team wasn't that subtle. They were taking a walk outside after dinner, paw and paw, when she confirmed it. So, she began. Hmm? Philippe's tail swayed slowly behind him. A good day on the sled, a good meal, and of course, Sabella's company had him feeling gently awash in contentment. Sabella's tail bumped into his from time to time, so she seemed to be fairly content as well. So, I get the impression your teammates are expecting you to show me how you Canadian sled dogs keep warm on cold nights. Philippe stopped short and coughed. 
his ears flicking back against his head. Ah, uh, um... <clears throat> she took a step to stand in front of him, her paws still clasping his, and cocked her head at him with an innocent expression. Whatever could they mean by that, do you think? He stopped, took a breath, and gave her an intensely skeptical look. I think you know. She shook her head, but a smirk started to slip up into her expression. I'm sure I don't. Please tell me, how do you keep warm at night? Fire? Philippe took a deep breath, then sighed, rolling his eyes. Uh-huh, sure. He took her other paw in his and squeezed, then said, It's sex. They're talking about sex. She gave a mock gasp, but the way her tail wagged behind her gave her way. Goodness, I had no idea. She snorted, finally giving up the act. Philippe sighed again. I'm sure you didn't. She pulled herself close by his paws and then slipped her fingers out of his to run them lightly over the top of his chest. So, when you're out on the trail, do you? He shrugged a bit, his own paws finding her hips and resting there lightly. She was pleasantly close, and her fur smelled of the mingled food and bodies from the dinner tent. Warm and comfortable smells. Sometimes, but not usually mid-race. She ran a paw up lightly to brush over his neck, fingers slipping through the fur. Is that common? Sex on a team? It's pretty common. We have a lot of mm, energy and spend a lot of time together. Most teams have something going on. So, like, you and Jane... He grinned. Sometimes. Most of us aren't very formal about it. Most. Oh, well, Charles and Tim are a couple, but they aren't exclusive to each other either. He shrugged. It's just sort of the way, you know? She nodded. Her fingers trailed through his fur, slipping up the back of his neck to rub the base of one of his ears. Philippe couldn't help but wag his tail and let out a soft rumble of approval. So you're free to, say, show a piper how you stay warm? He nodded enthusiastically. Oh, very. And you'd like that. She rubbed the tip of his ear between her fingers. Philippe got the impression she had a good idea of what his answer would be. He growled quietly and pulled her hips against his. They were of similar height, and that meant his sheath was pressing firmly into her pelvis. Very much so. She grinned at him and licked his chin. So, my place or yours, hot stuff? Uh, well, speaking of how we keep warm, we kind of just pile into one tent. He flicked his ears a bit. So if you want to put on a bit of a show, maybe. She snorted. I want you all to myself tonight. Tonight? He wagged his tail. After that, we'll see. She nipped his chin this time, then paused, looking thoughtful. Hmm, so is it just a big pile of naked, horny sled dogs? He coughed. Uh, yeah, mostly. She let out a little growl. Hmm, sounds fun. Can be. He slid a paw up, tracing the curve of her side through her clothes. So what about your place? She nodded. My band and I have a sort of suite set up. I have my own sleeping area. Hmm, and we won't be sharing too much? He wagged his tail, hopefully. She shrugged. Well, they'll probably know what we're up to, but that's just how it is for all of us. She took a short step back so she could look him up and down. Hmm, they might be a little jealous in the morning, though. He grinned and waved vaguely in the direction of his team's tent. Well, there's a whole tent full of us if they want. Sabella took his paw again and tugged him towards her tent. Come on, then. Night's not getting any younger. Philippe grinned and trotted after her, admiring the way she moved and how her white fur contrasted with the mixed, warm colors of her clothes, especially the way her tail swayed over her rump when she walked, and how her rump moved, come to think of it. 
It was a short drag to their destination, where she ducked into the tent, calling out in a language he didn't understand. Nobody replied. Oh, that's convenient, she observed as he followed her in. The tent's common area was small compared to his team's, but then they didn't have any private rooms. The area around the periphery was just a jumble of instrument cases and stools. He gestured at them. Jam tent? She nodded. Of course. Then she tugged on his paw and led him towards a set of curtains at the far side. But later, maybe, hmm? We have our own music to make. He growled his approval and followed her into the next room. It wasn't terribly large, but it housed a bed that looked comfortable for two, a couple more instrument cases, and a couple pieces of luggage, rather like a small hotel room. She turned to face him and gestured at the room. My humble abode for the duration. He smiled at her, wagging his tail. Very nice. Cozy. Sabella nodded. Mm-hmm. And a bit private. She reached past him to pull a second layer of fabric over the space's entrance. That's better. The white dog stepped back and looked at him, then herself. You know, I'm starting to feel overdressed. Philippe grinned. You know, now that we're somewhere warm, I think you might be. He rested a paw on her hip. Can I help you with that? Sabella's eyes flashed and her ears twitched, perked. You certainly can. He looked her over appreciatively. She was wearing a whole lot more clothes than he usually did, and there were layers. So, uh, where do I start? She turned away from him, then backed up so her rump pressed against his loincloth. She found his paws and guided them over her front to a knot of fabric at her waist. Start here. He tucked his muzzle alongside hers and looked down. With the knot? Usually I work up to that. Giving or receiving, she quipped back. Both, he bucked his hips lightly. But giving tonight, I think. She chuckled, pressing back into him. Oh, you don't know what's in my luggage. He growled quietly as he undid the knot and a sash of fabric fell away from her waist. Oh my. Sabella guided him to a series of toggles that seemed to keep her jacket closed. Tomorrow night, maybe. She practically growled her next statement. Tonight, I want you inside me. Philippe could only offer his own growl in response, and he pressed his paws firmly into hers and ground into her rump. His loincloth did nothing to hide the swelling of his sheath or the way his cock was starting to slip from it. He couldn't wait to get her out of her clothes, and it seemed she felt the same way. Her jacket fell to the floor, and her shirt joined it, and then her skirt fell in a puddle to the floor, and all the while their hips parted to let the garments fall, then rejoined forcefully as though they were drawn together or perhaps that they couldn't bear to be apart. Sabella arched her back and moaned softly with each reunion of their hips, and Philippe buried his muzzle in her neck, nibbling through her white fur and growling quietly. When she was down to her panties, Philippe ran his paw over her mound, splaying his fingers over the dark fabric, admiring the contrast with the stark white of her fur. Now we just about match, he murmured in her ear. She let out a soft bark of amusement and reached back to rub along his scruff, she rolled her hips, pressing forward into his paw and then back into his groin. Yes, but we're still overdressed. The white-furred bitch took a step away from Philippe and turned, grinning at him, her tail wagging behind her and her paws resting on her hips. I'll show you mine if you show me yours, hmm? Philippe's tongue lolled out of his muzzle, his paws finding the ties of his loincloth and undoing them as he admired her nearly nude form. Her fur was about the same length as his, but she didn't have the double coat he did. She also had curves he didn't, which, he reflected, was rather to be expected. 
She looked solid, not stocky or wiry or thin or soft, just solid, like she used her muscles on a regular basis, but didn't go to a gym to do it. Philippe, for his part, knew he was, like most sled dogs, rather toned, and from her expression, he figured she was not disappointed with what she saw when his cloth fell away and he stood nude before her. Of course, it wasn't like he'd had much left to show. Sabella grinned and bent down to shuck her panties. Mmm, good. She took a couple steps back and then sat on her bed, then shifted back on the bed, making room for him as she reclined. Coming, she asked. He snorted and closed the distance, crawling up next to her and running a paw through the fur of her belly and the pleasant softness of her pelt, then up to cup one of her breasts, enjoying the way it felt in his paw, not quite filling it. Soon, I think. Sabella arched her back into his touch and snorted. You and me both, dog. She reached out a paw and brushed it over his sheath, then higher, trailing her soft, leather-padded fingertips over the exposed tip of his shaft. Let's put this gent to work, yes? Philippe found himself panting at her touch, and his paw on her breast tensed briefly. He shifted, and with a bit of unavoidable awkwardness, shuffled legs until he was kneeling between her thighs. Sabella's paw found his neck again, and she growled lustily up at him. He braced a paw next to her and wrapped his other around his length, guiding himself as he eased his hips forward. Her folds were puffy and warm and welcoming, and as he eased himself inside, her walls were hot and slick around him. Her grip on his scruff curled tighter and she let out a moan. Philippe let out one of his own as he pressed forward until he was hilted in her heat. He lowered his muzzle to lick at her lips and gasped out, Oh, fuck, you feel good. She arched her hips, pressing them more deeply to his, making him slip a hint deeper. So do you. She gripped her sheets in her free paw and lifted her legs to wrap lightly around his hips, giving herself some leverage but not restricting him too much. Come on, Big D. And here she lost her composure and snorted amusement. <laughs> Fuck me. Philippe grinned. It really was ridiculous. He kissed her and rolled his hips, his cock slipping back and then in up to the hilt again. She shuddered a little. He did it again, a little faster, working himself into a brisk rhythm. The day's runs had left him plenty charged up, even before Sabella had ridden in front of him or taken him back to her place. He buried his muzzle in the fur of her throat, nibbling as he thrust. She seemed to enjoy that, because she arched her back and moaned, pressing up into him, her hips rising up off the bed as she flexed her legs. He felt a paw slip between them, and then her grip on his scruff tightened and she gasped, Harder, she panted. Fuck me. Tie me, Philippe. She clenched her sex around his length, adding urgency to her words. Philippe wasted no time, bucking his hips hard and fast. He lowered himself to his elbows and slipped his forearms under her back, curling his paws to grip her shoulders. The dog used the leverage to thrust as hard and fast as he could, panting into his white-furred lover's throat. She was growling and panting as he rutted. His knot swelled rapidly, catching at her entrance a few times before it stuck, tying him inside her. Philippe growled and shuddered, his entire body tensing, just his hips moving through a few short, sharp bucks until he came. His cock throbbed and jerked inside her, and he moaned into her ear with his release. Oh, fuck. Sabella's paw was moving faster between them, and her legs gripped his hips tightly when he tied her. She seemed to pull herself up to his body as he came inside her, and she tipped her muzzle back into the bed as she found her own release just a little after him. The two dogs lay together for some time, panting as they came down from their peaks. 
Philippe's knot tugged at Sabella's sex with each movement, and both of them twitched at the sudden jolts their movements set through them. Philippe relaxed his grip on Sabella's shoulders and licked at her cheek. He ground his hips slowly into hers, length still twitching inside her, the smooth, slow motion giving him a lush, warm feeling instead of a hard jolt. She kept her paw between them, but her movements slowed, moving in a similarly languid manner. She relaxed her grip on his scruff and settled into petting slowly over the back of his neck. Sabella smiled up at him and licked his chin. Goodness. Philippe grinned down and kissed her again. Yeah? She nodded. Yeah. She trailed a paw down his neck and along his back, blunt claws tracing through his thick fur. You know, I think I might like you, Big D. Philippe groaned at the comment. That nickname. Ugh. She snorted again but licked his cheek. Mm, I don't know. I think it tells the truth where it counts. She bucked her hips in case he'd missed the point. Flatterer. He nipped her throat lightly. It'll get you everywhere. Even into your pants? Sabella shot back. I don't wear pants if I can avoid it. I noticed. She dragged her claws lightly up his back, leaving furrows in his fur. It's a good look on you. So, he pushed himself up on his paws so he could grin down at her. What are you doing for the rest of the night? You, I hope. Her paw slid down to squeeze his rump. He flexed it in response. What are you doing the rest of the conference? She asked. Demos all day. Cute piper dogs at night, I hope. He bucked his hips pointedly. She nipped his chin. Oh, yeah? You know some other ones? Not yet, but there's still a few days left. And what if I monopolized your time so you couldn't look for any other piper bitches? She growled playfully at him. He grinned again, then lowered himself back down and nuzzled her ear. That'd be pretty good, too. Sabella ran a paw lightly along his back while her other rubbed his ear. Sounds like a plan. This was the second and final part of Galician Sled by Crimson Ruari, read for you by the author himself. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.